He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on the Hill Country Patriot on Independence Day Eve. I think uh, I was just talking with uh, Bob, our awesome engineer over here a few minutes ago, and he said he figured, you know, it's this is not a, a holiday, national holiday today, and, uh, and he just figured, you know, it's normal. There'll be people going to work. I agreed with Bob. There was hardly any traffic on the road this morning, so there's a lot of people out there with uh, an extra day off. Um, I know my wife and her company are at work today, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of you, congratulations, Independence Day Eve, and uh, just just do your best. Just do your best to say Happy Independence Day. Remember, we're not celebrating a number or a month. We're not celebrating the 4th. We're celebrating our Day of Independence, and, you know, I'm not going to be a, a – I'm not going to be – butthole to you about that but it's uh it is uh you know we don't set we don't say uh uh merry 25th of uh december and uh we don't say happy january 1st and uh on january 12th my family doesn't uh wish me a happy january 12th they wish me a happy birthday so um just uh do your best let's just keep that let's try to keep that rolling if we can and uh, just be polite. When someone says Happy Fourth of July, just say Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. Um, and so, and you know that was just the Declaration. We were not independent on July the Fourth of seventeen seventy six. We just told them we were going to be, and we acted as if. And then they came over to. Uh, to, yeah, to take us out, tell us, nope, you are not going to be independent. So let's uh, celebrate that declaration of independence uh, over this long weekend. And thank you so very much for uh, turning your radio on this morning. We've got some things uh, for the calendar for you. Uh, first of all, tomorrow there's parades all over the place. You know your city, your parade. I know the parade in Fredericksburg starts at uh, 4 o'clock, uh, at 4 o'clock, at 10 o'clock. Woo! No, I was looking at that date up there. See, it threw me off. It said July 4th. Um, it is um, there. It's going to be at 10 o'clock is when that's going to start. But before that starts, there is going to be a prayer gathering put together by the Fredericksburg Tea Party at the uh, gazebo um, right there where they're prepping all of the all of the uh, uh, floats so behind a uh, city uh, uh, behind the library um, is where this uh, it's that little strip of land um, where if you go to the library or to the uh, county courthouse there it's that little bit of land back there and there's a gazebo out on the west end of it and we're going to be gathering out there from 9 to 9:45 to pray now if you're in the parade 
there's an outstanding opportunity. You're already probably going to be there anyway, so go down to the gazebo and join the Fredericksburg Tea Party in prayer for our nation from 9 to 9.45. And then, from what I hear, there's all kinds of floats. I know the Gillespie County Republicans have a float that they, uh, I think they have room for eight people on it. The um, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has a truck, I believe, and probably an antique truck, I've been told. And uh, so there's probably a, a spot or two in that truck. And then I also I, I can't guarantee this 100%, but I believe Moms for Liberty in Gillespie County were going to have a float in the parade as well. Tara is on her way back today from um, from philadelphia and uh yesterday we uh spoke with tracy uh and oh, i'm trying to remember who was with tracy this is embarrassing franklin franklin mrs franklin um that's a name i shouldn't remember uh forget uh barbara franklin uh went as well to um philadelphia and her and tracy were sitting in the airport yesterday and we were getting a report about how they were treated. You're going to hear some amazing stories on Wednesday, good stories of the way of some events that happened in Philadelphia as uh, the Moms for Liberty were surrounded by, I surrounded by Satan. Let's just make it what it was, uh, communists and uh, Satans. Satan. You know, it was interesting. Gail, uh, my wife, asked me uh, yesterday, well, are, are you just calling them commies or communists? Or And it's like, no, you pull up the flyer. It is literally they are taking credit. The young conservative or young uh, communists, uh, some other communist organization, very proudly putting their name on the events that were uh, a counter to Moms for Liberty. And I got some pictures this morning, very disgusting of things that were that the Moms for Liberty had to face up into in Philadelphia. However, there is an amazing story that came out of that, and uh, we're going to have Tracy and uh, maybe Tara on Wednesday to tell us about this uh, amazing story that um, Tracy passed on to my wife and I yesterday. So well worth the listen on Wednesday. Um, what else on, um, I said, when, yeah, Wednesday, well worth the list on Wednesday. <clears throat> this is really throwing me off that their, uh, Independence Day is in the middle of the week this year. It's, it's kind of messing everybody's, uh, jacking with everybody's schedule. Um, so also on Wednesday, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this in the second quarter, but the Fredericksburg City Council is going to be meeting, uh, uh, Wednesday. Normally they're, they meet on the, uh, Tuesday, and, of course, Tuesday, this month being Independence Day, they're going to meet the day after. So that is going to be Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And in the second quarter, we're going to talk quite a bit about that. On the 12th of July is going to be the meetup. The, this is the meetup formerly known as a meet and greet, now referred to as a meetup by the Liberty in Action, We the People, out of Kerrville, and it is at, um, yeah, it is in Kerrville, and it'll be Wednesday night, the 12th, and uh, when we get closer to that, I will give you more details on that, 
And then on the 13th of July, Thursday, the second Thursday, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to have their regular monthly meeting. And so, again, as we get closer to those, we'll give you more details. But before we cut out of here on this Independence Day Eve, I'm going to um, give you some words of wisdom, bring you some words of wisdom from Poor Richard's Almanac from 1739. Here we go. Oh, lazy bones, dost thou think that God would have given thee arms and given thee arms and legs if he had not designed thou shouldst use them? All right. He he didn't. This is a grammar error. He didn't put a question mark at the end of that, uh, Ben. You didn't put a question mark at the end. So let's turn this into everyday English. Do you really think that God would have given you arms and legs if he had not designed them for you to use? And um, that uh, little uh, statement from Ben Franklin is going to be very important um, point of view that we're going to take up in this second quarter right after this short break. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Logg. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, man, it is hard to interrupt. You know, this is... Leonard Skinner, it's almost as hard to, to, to lower the volume on some good Leonard Skinner as it is on some Ted Nugent or Stevie Ray Vaughan. These are just uh, torturous to me when it's uh, bumper music and I only get 30 seconds. I'm thinking, oh, man, I know I'm going to be listening to some Skinner the rest of the day. <laughs> That's kind of my attitude. Uh, thank you to Harley for uh, supplying all my bumper music. And uh, it's in there in random rotation, and so uh, I don't ever know what's going to come up. And so it's always as much of a surprise to me as it is to you. So it's all about freedom this week, isn't it? It's all about freedom. You know, I think uh, if you go back in the history of our country, we the, the first fight from freedom was against our own government. It was against the, the, the tyrannical British uh, uh, world power and and uh, we that was our first fight for liberty and then the French decided they might want a piece of us and uh, there have been uh, numerous battles for liberty in this country since it is since its founding we finally got it in 1812 finally got it cleared up with the Brits it's like all right y'all absolutely are done now go home and that was the end of that um, then uh, there were a number of uh, times throughout this history where of uh, this country where we have um, you know this 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 d- battle of uh, of ideas of do we get involved in foreign wars that's uh, even going on to this day 
And, uh, you know, we're always told, even going all the way back to uh, the Great War, the war to end all wars, and it was not, by the way, uh, when we entered World War One, it was not called World War One uh, because um, we this was not going to be World War One. This was going to be the war to end all wars. That that was how it was sold to Americans. Americans said, "Look, that's a European conflict. We don't want to get over there." And um, finally, we were convinced that uh, it was that if we didn't fight that, that uh, liberty would be, you know, eventually taken from us. So we've had our challenges to liberty and freedom uh, from foreign, from foreigners ever since the beginning. Um, I think, I think in the last hundred years, uh, uh, foreign countries have realized that maybe the United States is uh, not a country to take on. However, I'm not sure if the world looks at us that way anymore. Um, I think China, both China and Russia, are. Um, you know, saying, you know, they're not as big as they thought they were. Their britches may be getting a little bit too big. Where we usually don't think about our freedom being challenged, our freedoms being taken away, is uh, our city council. It, it, it Does your city council, your friends and neighbors who work for you, who who represent you, who you vote for, People you know, people who own businesses in your town. This holds true for county commissioners as well. Can they take your freedom away? Are they a challenge to liberty? Man, oh man, all you have to look do is look back over the last couple of years to the city of Fredericksburg's uh, response to uh, the pandemic, the plandemic, the whatever you want to call it, the scamdemic. Um, and you'll realize that um, even your city councilors, your city uh, city councilors, city commissioners, county commissioners, um, they they they're not paying attention to your freedom. They're 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 very definitely. The city of Fredericksburg said, uh, "Nope, you can't meet in groups of ten or more." They said you had to have certain rules to open and close your business. These are tyrannical governments. They did not invade us by bringing their uh, flotillas across the Atlantic Ocean or flying their planes across the Pacific and bombing our harbors. That's not what they did. They didn't come sneaking across our southern border in the middle of the night to plant spies and, and, and bad people throughout all of our country. No, these are your friends and family that you elected to represent you who decided that your freedom was not worth fighting for, that they would rather lock you up and take away your liberty, right, than, than defend your freedom, than defend your liberty, than defend your freedom. They'd rather lock you up and lock you down. Well, <clears throat> locking you down is one way to take away your freedom, and taxing the daylights out of you is another way to take your freedom. Um, I've been, uh, <clears throat> let's see, there's a series, uh, uh, called Britannia on, uh, Prime. And it is about, I believe, I think it's about the second British or no Roman invasion of, uh, of the British Isles of what we call the British Isles today. And, um, it was very interesting that one of the characters in there, one of the Brits in there says, so, Rome has come uh, to the land, and they're not going to change anything. They just want our tax money. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? 
So how how could that be tyrannical, right? They're, they're, all they want is some tax money. Well, of course it's tyrannical. So what's the city of Fredericksburg doing? Now, we know you need money for police. We know you need money for the um, schools. That's not the city's business, but uh, it's right there. It's up there in the, in the line. We know that they need money to provide services that we have all agreed upon to uh, provide with each other when we have come together and live within a city limits. That's our tacit way of saying um, I agree to um, uh, some rules that go along with living within this city. And, and we've been doing it all our lives. If you've moved around, you've moved to different cities, and when you go to a new place, you go, well, that, that is part of it. Whether you, whether you are thinking about it consciously or not, that is what you do when you move to a new city. So the city council has decided that uh, they need to um, provide housing um, for people that can't afford to live in Fredericksburg. The city of Fredericksburg has decided they need to provide housing. Well, they're considering. I don't think they've made the decision yet. In fact, that's why we need you at that meeting on Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Because your liberty is being taken away by the your taxes, by your rate of taxation, by the city. When they decide that they're going to build housing for these people over here, but they're not going to build housing for you, and who's going to pay for it? You and I are going to pay for it. Who's not going to pay for it? The people living in those, in that welfare housing. That's the best I can call it. Now, here's one thing that the city of Fredericksburg needs to hear from you folks needs to hear the fact that there are apartment buildings going up all over the city of Fredericksburg. We are going to have more housing than we can shake a stick at before too long. This idea, and, and yeah, the city hired some dude for $100,000 a year. <clears throat> By the way, how many of you make $100,000 living here in the Hill Country? Raise your hand. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't see a whole lot of hands going up. But we hired the city, taxed you, taken away your money, you, the waitress, the, uh, the, the construction worker, the, the person who cleans the B&Bs that lives in town and is struggling, who has three jobs. They're, they're, they're going to they're tax you to provide housing for someone else, not you. You won't get this housing, I promise you. It'll be someone else. But you're going to pay for it. So your liberty in Fredericksburg is on the line. If you want to keep your freedom, if you want to keep your liberty, if you want to keep your taxes down low, if you believe in the free market, as conservatives, do we believe in the free market? Yes. As Americans, do we believe in the free market? Well, I, you know, technically we do, right? <laughs> we do until we don't. We believe in the free market until the city comes along and says, no, you can open, but you can't open. you got to close down. Oh, and you over there, no, you can only have 10 people in that building. You can't have uh, more than 10 in that building. 
oh no, you can't gather at the um, uh, Mark Plots. That, that that's too many people out there. These are the folks now who made those decisions, who are now deciding that um, they need to hire somebody for $100,000 a year to tell them to go build welfare housing for people who are not making $100,000 a year. If you're serious about this, folks, if the city of Fredericksburg is serious about truly finding, then what they need to do is the um, this, uh, uh, this guy who they have hired for their consultant, he needs to be paid less than $50,000 a year. In fact, what you need to do is just kind of figure out what minimum wage is for a year. Give it, get him a thirty, call it thirty hours a week. I can't imagine that being a full time job for a hundred thousand dollars of public housing. Exp- Can you imagine that? Do our city council members even get that much? I don't think so. I don't. Even, I think they get a fraction of that. But they're willing to pay this. And this guy's going to, the only thing he's going to come in with is a tax. Here's the only option this dude's going to come in. I am making a prediction. And, man, I hope I'm wrong. Here's the only option he's going to come in with. Take tax money, buy some property, build a building, and then charge low rent on it. And the city has to take care of that building. And the city has to upkeep it and manage. Oh, I guess you'd have to hire some managers, probably a couple, an assistant manager, and then you'd probably need at least two maintenance people, probably a crew of four or five. So, if you want to, um, if that's what you want to turn uh, Fredericksburg into a uh, welfare city for uh, folks who can't afford to live here, um, man, go go pat the city council on the back. Tell them they're doing a great job. What we need, and Angela pointed out, it was so obvious several weeks ago, and I've had her repeat it several times because it is so obvious, businesses who are complaining about not being able to hire and keep and retain employees locally, you need to change your business model. Flat out. I know. And I've talked to business owners who get so mad at me. I had one business over owner literally blow up when I said that just blew a fuse when I said that um <laughs> and uh that was a number of years ago actually about four or five years ago and that um business owner is um still struggling to keep employees um just refusing to change the business model that's how we're going to take care of this and it means all of us that live in a resort town that, by the way, we've been promoting it. You elected people for the last 30, 40 years in Fredericksburg who've been saying we want to bring as many tourists in here as possible. We want to turn this into a, a tourist destination. You've got it. Congratulations. Welcome to all the tourists. I, I welcome you warmly every Friday, every weekend. I say be nice to the tourists. That's why we're here. Now, the city has created that. That's what they wanted. I remember when they were pushing B&Bs, all right, and and pushing the idea. And um, now they've got to struggle with the consequences of that. Well, the consequences of becoming a high-end tourist town is that everything is more expensive, including your, your hardware store, your dry cleaner, your whoever it is. 
Everything's more expensive, and that's the way it goes. So, um, folks, uh, if you want to show up tomorrow, it's a city council meeting at 9 o'clock in Fredericksburg and uh, take a stand against uh, government housing, welfare housing, whatever you want to call it, in the city of Fredericksburg. Tomorrow's your opportunity. If you want to keep your freedom, that's it. Tomorrow, show up, 9 o'clock, Tuesday. Jeanette's going to be taking roll. I'll know who went and who didn't go. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be Right, we are back on this Independence Day Eve in the Hill Country. Man, that break in the uh, temperature yesterday was certainly nice. You had to enjoy that. Um, I made peach ice cream uh, yesterday. No, I didn't use this year's peaches. Oh, my goodness. In fact, as I was going through my peach stash... Um, I realized that, um, you know, I got a lot of company coming next April for the, uh, big, um, for the, the eclipse. I got friends coming from the Northwest, um, from Washington state. Uh, uh, we got friends from the Metroplex who are going to be staying on our property, um, next April. And as I was going through my peach stash last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, I realized that, um, I, if I won't peaches for my northwest uh, company next april it's what i got in the freezer now this is what's gonna count so i took a uh, inventory yesterday i did make i then um sacrificed some to make uh peach ice cream oh man was it good is good was good is good and uh, so did amazing peach ice cream this weekend. Um, also opened up a jar. I was only, the only jam I put up from peaches this year was a batch from uh, two weekends ago, and it was really small. I got four uh, pint jars out of that one box uh, that we picked up, and it was an ugly box of peaches. I think about the last couple of days they were still, local peaches were still available um, last weekend, I made uh, some refrigerator pickles that it was almost impossible to wait a week before I opened one up, but had opened them up Saturday night. Oh, man, some hot garlic dill pickles. Uh, the uh, pick, the uh, cucumbers came from a neighbor, CJ's neighbor out north of uh, Fredericksburg, and uh, everybody passing around their extra um, uh, all their extra produce from their garden, and I have been on the receiving end of quite a bit of that. I try to put it up and and uh, eat it and put it up, freeze it, can it, whatever. And uh, so I was also able to use some uh, peppers. Another one of my friends grew a couple of years ago that I dried and uh, had them stashed away. And so um, uh, this is just uh, new in my life, preserving food over the last couple of years, and I'm really enjoying it. And uh, so that uh, that was kind of my weekend. Um, so Ellen Troxclair, my representative, uh, who I campaigned for, 
Um, she was running against uh, several people. One of them was a police officer from the Austin area that uh, was a union man. I had a real hard time with him. And then the other, the third person in that primary was uh, was also was a friend of mine, still is to this day. Nubia Divine, known her a long time, and um, and so I uh, went with um, I went with Ellen Troxclair. Nubia got into the race so late, at the very last minute, and and as much as I love Nubia, her campaign was horrible. Um, and she got in at the last minute and, uh, I'd already made my, uh, uh, I'd already made my decision. I'm going to stand with Ellen Troxclair. Um, then on the first day of, uh, the session, Ellen Troxclair voted for Dade Phelan. There were, uh, I believe there were four people who did not vote for Dade Phelan. And so when asked, Miss Troxclair, we asked her about it. She said, my vote wouldn't have made a difference. She is going to regret having said that. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. If her vote didn't make a difference in that, in that vote, the first vote of the, actually it was the second vote on the floor that she took. That was her second vote she took for Dade Phelan. If that vote didn't count, if she couldn't, you know, if voting the other way wouldn't have made a difference, I challenge you, Representative Troxclair, to name a single bill, the entire 88th legislative session, where your vote would have made a difference. Uh, It's easy. Name one bill. Name one bill. Folks, I am uh, one of the things I heard. Listen, I'm not a uh, 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 I'm not a journalist. Uh, don't claim to be. Never claim to be. I get on the radio and I talk every day. Um, a lot of you agree with my opinions some of the times. Many of you disagree with my opinions some of the times. Some of you disagree with me most of the time. If that's you, you've probably tuned out by now. <laughs> um, Ellen Troxclair let us down on the first day. I gave her some grace then. I remember people immediately calling me saying, see, I told you so, I told you so, and harassing me. In fact, I got one of those uh, yesterday, and I told you so yesterday. Um, and it's always fun. Uh, go ahead. Um, just remember, when uh, when it's my turn to say I told you so, I'm going to come right back at you with it. Um, but... Um, a lot of people um, immediately said, that's it. She's, I'm done with her. And I decided, well, I'm going to give her more of a break. She then, uh, a number of things came along. Uh, we noticed a bill she had filed that she wanted uh, to run a uh, bike trail uh, through uh, Gillespie County, um, all of 290 through Gillespie County, which eventually would have meant a uh, bike trail through downtown um, on Main Street. Now, she would have said, they would have told you, oh, no, 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 that trail's going to start out there east of town and go to Johnson City. But if you read the bill, folks, it didn't say that. It gave them permission to go all the way through 290. So I'm thinking, you know, she's she doesn't get it here. If uh, that bill, is she's going to leave it that wide open, then she, Ellen Troxclair doesn't get it. 
The next bill that came up had to do with a um, with uh, she decided uh, along with um, boob I can't remember the fellow's name right now a lawyer who uh, Trey 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 I can't remember Trey's last name now it'll come to me and uh, Trey Blocker so Trey Blocker and Ellen Troxclair got together and they wrote a bill that said uh, the state the government should uh, make ammo. Because, you know, the government does everything so well that the answer to the ammo shortage and the um, the uh, expensive ammunition, the answer to the free market was a government program for the state of Texas to make ammunition. And uh, at the time, I was quite shocked at that bill. Um, and, uh, that bill, you know, by the way, the bicycle path bill did not make it through. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, patriots who fought against that. And, uh, the, uh, government making your ammo so that they could choose who and, uh, who to sell it to and who that didn't make it through. So thank you again to so many of the, um, second amendment people um, who fought against this uh, government uh, production of ammunition. Um, GOA, I know, was uh, was against it. So we start looking at these kinds of things. Um, and Ellen Troxclair, when we uh, took a look at her uh, vote from um, at her uh, Texans for Fiscal Responsibility vote, uh, that came in a very low grade. What was her grade on that? A D. She scored a D. Pete Flores scored an F. I'm going to say that again. Ellen Troxclair got a D when it came to fiscal responsibility, and Pete Flores got an F. Had someone ask me yesterday, so do you have someone to run against them? Don't ask me that. Here's what you need to be saying when you see me is, Matt, I have a perfect candidate. I have a great candidate to run for our representative. Now, um, here we go. This was uh, probably the nail in the coffin. Many of you got this email a couple of years ago, a text that got sent out all over the place. Um, Dade Phelan, of course, you know, we know, you know how I believe where I think Dade Phelan is. He is, I don't know, I don't even call him a rhino anymore. Dade Phelan is absolutely 100% a Democrat. He is 100% a Democrat. He just has that fake R by his name. And um, we've known that, and uh, we've been watching that. We've, we see that through his behavior. Um, and uh, so um, if you wanted to be a conservative, if you wanted to come across as a conservative, you would not go on a fundraiser with Dade Phelan. So um, Ellen Troxclair has is having a uh, fundraiser in <laughs> Austin. Um, that's not, that fundraiser is not even in her district. Did you hear me? That fundraiser doesn't even take place in the district in her district. It takes place on Congress Avenue, nine nineteen Congress Avenue, Ninth and Congress. In Austin, now part of Austin is in, uh, or part of Travis County is in Troxclair's district. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to have a fundraiser um, down in uh, Austin with Dade Phelan. So, Ellen, if Dade Phelan's helping you raise money, we know who where your loyalties are. And um, there are many people out here listening that are going to take that as a personal affront to everything you told us um, when you were campaigning out here. And um, look out. Look in your rear view mirror, Ellen. Or maybe you need to just look straight ahead at the bumper sticker of that person running who is ahead of you. Um, folks, y'all stay tuned. And uh, warm you up a little bit of pre-Independence Day, some Independence Day message from Ben Franklin. So uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 100% text on He's 100% Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Text on All right, we are back, and uh, you're listening to the Hill Country Patriot on your FM dial at 104.3 and 102.1. You can also uh, get us live streaming all around the world. My mom is still in Ireland. Um, I think she uh, begins her uh, trip. I believe she gets back in on Thursday, the 5th of July, which... um, no, good man, why is my brain all... No, when she got... Yep, she gets in on the 5th of July, Wednesday. Now, <laughs> I just got a text. I may have misspoke. Um, please forgive me. Um, the Fredericksburg City Council meets on Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday at 9 o'clock. So if I somewhere in there uh, gave it another date or time... My apologies, Fredericksburg. After all that rant, I got a text saying, uh, but it's not tomorrow, it's uh, Thursday, Wednesday. So it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Make sure you get that right. Um, there was a, uh, I was not at this sermon yesterday, but apparently there was a, a sermon delivered yesterday at Bridge Church about, um, about uh, time to take a stand. And um, there is, I've been saying that for a long time on this program, that we are, I I think I was said for a long time, we're coming to a point where you're going to need to um, pick one side or the other. Um, You're going to either have to be hot or cold. And I think that time, I think that time is here now. Um, And um, there are things we need to stand for right we need to stand for correct and proper, and we need to make our stand. Your stand needs to be public. People around you need to know that what you believe in. Um, yeah, we're separating the goats from the sheep, folks. And uh, there's too many people that want to stay in the middle and don't want to be bothered. So uh, in uh, July 5th of 1775, so a year minus a day from the day we, um, um, uh, pr- we declared our independence, um, there's a very short letter that Ben Franklin wrote to William Strahan over in, um, 
England. And uh, this is dated uh, Philadelphia, July 5th, 1775. Mr. Strahan, this is William Strayman, Strahan, he's a member of Parliament. Ben Franklin writes him, uh, and Ben was, he wrote long letters. He loved to spend two paragraphs on one sentence. So when you come down to this, let's see, this is uh, all of uh, technically, I guess, three sentences long, maybe four. So uh, Ben Franklin writes to William Strahan a year before our Declaration of Independence. He says, you are a member of Parliament and one of that majority which has doomed my country to destruction. You have begun to burn our towns and murder our people. Look upon your hands. They are stained with the blood of your relations. You and I were long friends. You are now my enemy, and I am yours. Wow. Now, listen, Ben Franklin... This guy was so kind and forgiving that, believe it or not, he got upset. You listen to this carefully. Ben Franklin was very upset over the Boston Tea Party. He did. He said no. When he heard about that, actually he wasn't in country when the Boston Tea Party happened, but he received a letter shortly after it happened, as quickly as I'm assuming he could get a letter, uh, he was over, I think, France at the time, and he wrote back immediately a scathing letter saying, look, we're, we're, we, are, we're, we, we need to show love and kindness. We need to be the patient ones. We need to be the ones that give opportunity for forgiveness. That was his attitude. That was his attitude for a long time until, boom, it wasn't. So at the time of the Boston Tea Party, he was still saying, let's be kind, let's be nice, let's petition them, let's write another strongly worded letter. How often do you laugh when you hear that the United Nation is going to send a strongly worded letter to North Korea or a strongly worded letter to, you know, Zimbabwe or whoever's uh, gotten out of line? And it's... uh, That was where Ben Franklin was until he wasn't. On July 7th, he wrote another letter um, to uh, the same year, July 7th. So this is two days later, letter, later, a two days later letter. um, And this one's written to Joseph Priestley. Yeah, the oxygen guy. Did you know that Priestley and Franklin uh, were alive at the same time and that they traded letters and uh, research together? Um, and, uh, so, uh, in this letter to Joseph Priestley, which I'm really not going to have a time to, uh, go completely through, he says that Congress has met and, uh, we're trying to, we're still attempting to, uh, accommodate what's been happening. We want to continue to, uh, carry our humble petitions to the crown. We want to give Britain one more chance, one opportunity more of recovering the friendship of the colonies. And then he says, which, however, I think she has not sense enough to embrace. And so I conclude she has lost them forever. So Ben Franklin stood on the side of, of, of love and kindness and give him a chance. And let's write one more letter. Let's see if we can't bring him around sensibly 
to our point of view. Let's let, maybe there's just one more explanation. Maybe they the logic is maybe they're having a they're not uh, the logic isn't working for them. Maybe we just need to explain it to them one more time. So from what I can tell, Franklin, um, up until about seventy five, seventeen seventy five was still saying, all right, we got to, we've got to, um, you know, we've, we've got to do everything with as least amount of violence as peacefully as possible. Just let them know where we leave, and surely in their sensible way of thinking, they will give in to us. It didn't work, did it? We had to fight till 1812 before we finally <clears throat> won that battle. Um, so Franklin stayed on the side of of uh, of of gentle approach to these situations until he couldn't anymore and that's when ben franklin and he you know it, it wasn't him that said it but he was in the middle and um he came out finally said it said this is it i am drawing a line in the sand and of someone who had been a friend for of his for many, many years, who he saw and his votes in Parliament, and he said, um, no more. We are no more friends. You are now my enemy. The blood is on your hands. All right, I got a special one lined up for you tomorrow. I will be in the studio tomorrow. So um, I may take phone calls tomorrow. Give it a try. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see you tomorrow. Happy Independence Day Eve.